0: Okay, this week we have um, Parshas Acharya Mois and Kedoshim, which is a really, um, you know, every part of Terror is holy. But talk about holiness, these two Parshias are the holy of the holies because Acharya Mois is all about the Avodah of Yom Kippur. Right? All of the, hol- the holiest day of the year is discussed in Acharya Mois uh, in great detail. And Kedoshim is Parshas Kedoshim. It's the only Parsha that carries the name of holiness. Kedoshim to you, the Mitzvah that we should be holy to Hashem. And last year, I'm not going to give you a fair hair, but last year we discussed the Mitzvah of to you and how that works out and the Ramban and so on. So this this uh, this time I want to jump into a very, very famous Pasuk in the Torah, the Narasim Parshas kadoshim, which is, Hafta l'riyacha kamocha ani Hashem. a Mitzvah, The Mitzvah of Avash Yisrael, the Mitzvah to love every yid, you love your fellow as yourself and Hashem finishes as he does by some special mitzvahs, Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. But this mitzvah is connected with our, the, uh, the essential connection that we have with Hashem. That's Empiric Yutesh, Rashi comments, famously on this pasik and says, Amr Rabbi Akiva, the great Rabbi Akiva said, Ze klal godol um, That although, you know, again, every mitzvah is tremendously important, and we learn in Pirkei Avos that we're not meant to uh, weigh mitzvahs one against the other. And what's more significant, what's less significant. At the same time, Rabbi Akiva takes, makes this bold statement specifically about this mitzvah that this is a klal gadol. It's a great rule in the Torah. Now, just as a, an aside, without getting into it, a klal is always made up of pratim, Right? Every great rule is made up of details. And the mitzvah of Avash Yisrael as well. It's a great rule in the Torah, but it includes a lot of details, right? There's so many different mitzvahs that are connected or are derivatives of Avas Yisrael. Take, um, you know, Bikr Cholim or Necham Avelim or Tzedakah. All of these really are details within the great klal of Avas Yisrael. But that's what Rabbi Akiva says. And Rashi quotes that um, in his commentary to the Chumash. Now, although Rabbi Akiva said that statement, there's an even greater statement about Avas Yisrael said by someone who comes before Rabbi Akiva. And that is, again, a pr- pretty well-known statement of Hillel Hazakim, Hillel the Elder. Um, Hillel lives before the time of the Khurban, right? He lives d- during the time of the second base of Mikdash. I believe the Gemara says that Hillel led the Jewish people. He started leading them 100 years before the destruction of the second base And Hillel is um, from the very early Tanoim. And really from Hillel's family begins the Hillel dynasty, which is Rabbi Gamliel and Shimon and Gamliel Hazakin and, and Gamliel of Yavna. Ultimately, um, Rabbi Hudah Hanasi, who, uh, who, who puts together the Mishnah, is a direct descendant, the seventh generation from Hillel Hazakin. But Hillel said something even more profound about Abbas Yisrael. And that's in, again, it's a well-known gemara, Mesech um, Shabbos, Tafla Amad page 31 in Mesech Shabbos. And there you have the story. I'll read it inside. Of course, Hillel leads the Jewish people together with Shammai. And they become known as, the, uh, as two uh, schools in the Jewish people. And Shammai, the most common um, arguments in Mishnahis is always through the disciples of Hillel and Shammai. So it talks about a Gentile who comes before Shammai. Omar loy he tells him, Gairani, I would like you to um, to convert me. This guy was obviously—they uh, <laughs> would call him a piece of work. Comes mm-hmm. to Shammai and says, "I want to become a Jew, but you got to be able to teach me the entire Torah as I stand on one leg." So Shammai basically told him get lost. Uh, literally, he he pushed him away with the uh, with the ruler in his hand, with the stick in his hand. He said, "You know, <laughs> what are you trying to make a joke out of? You describe the entire Torah on one foot. What is this?" Balafne Hilo, this guy was persistent. He came before Hillel, and he said, and Hilo Gairi, he actually um, converted him. and then he, um, and Hilo took the challenge. How can he do without the preparation and all rest? But Okay, doesn't say, maybe they did preparations. It doesn't say he was a guy at that minute. But he did, he ultimately was megair him. And as far as the challenge of teaching the entire terror as you stand on one foot, al he told him, he said, the entire terror can really be broken down to one simple statement. This which is hateful unto you, do not do to your friend. Don't do to your friend what's hateful to you. This is the entire kula. The entire Torah. The rest is merely a, a pirush, is merely commentary. Go learn and you'll understand the rest as well. And that's the famous statement of Hillel, where Hillel says, I can encapsulate the entire Torah in one statement. And the statement is, don't do unto others what you wouldn't want, uh, um, would, wouldn't want done right. unto yourself. Now, this is an even greater statement than what Rabbi Akiva said. Why is that? Look at the wording. Rabbi Akiva said, Avas Yisrael is a klal gadol It's a great principle. He didn't say it's the entire Torah. Uh-huh. He says it's a great principle. There might be a number of great principles. This is one of the big ones. It's a big principle in the Torah. He didn't go as far as his ans- as, as well, not his ancestor, but the, the, as Hillel who preceded him who said, no, no, this is everything. Zehu kol ha the rest is merely a commentary. That's, that's the greatness of Hillel's statement to encapsulate the entire Torah in love for another yid, Avas Yisrael. The question though is, how does it really make sense? Because, because we know that when it comes to Torah, you can really divide all the Mitzvahs in the Torah into two categories. There's bin Adam la and bin Adam la There's between man and man, between man and God. So it's not hard to understand how Aves Yisrael is the basic rule for all the mitzvahs You know, if you really love another person you won't cheat and you won't steal and you won't hurt and you won't, and so on and so forth and you will give and you will, and so on So it's understandable that it's a great rule in the Torah So what Rabbi Kiva said makes a lot of sense This is a big one It's a big rule You get this straight you'll get a lot of mitzvahs straight But Hillel went a lot further He said it's everything And the kasha is What does that mean? How is Aves Yisrael Shabbos? How is Avish sold Kashrus? How is Avish sold Tefila? How is the Chatnis? How is it, it Kolatera Kula? That's a question. It's a Pshat question, really. What did Hillel mean? So Rashi, who always deals with, is you know, always the first, uh, first line of defense. And Rashi tells us what's the Pshat. So Rashi in the Gemara says the following, and this is a quote from that Gemara Masechet Shabbos. le was hateful upon t- on yourself. Do not do to your friend. Re'acha v'reya avicha altazoi baruch. Rashi takes it, gives a very bold interpretation. He says, look, Rahil didn't say Avas Yisrael. He said, what's hateful unto your friend... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What's hateful unto you, don't do to your friend. Who's our friend? He says, our best friend is Hashem. And he brings a pasach. That's the pasach in Mishlei which says, Re'acha. Oh, I get it. Says, Re'acha, your friend, and the friend of your father do not ever leave. So... If we understand that Hashem is our best friend, so now, what's hateful unto you, don't do unto him. What's hateful unto me when I want something and you don't give it to me? Right? So what Hillel really is saying, says Rashi, is love Hashem enough to do what he wants, which is Torah mitzvah. If we have Ahavas Hashem and we love Hashem, so we want to do for him what we would want him to do for us, which is follow our needs, do what we want you know fulfill our needs, fulfill our desires. Okay. So, he structured it in the negative, the negative. Right. So he structured that's a that's a question on its own. Maybe we'll talk about that. But the fact is he's saying whatever is hateful upon yourself, don't do to don't do to your friend. What's hateful to ourselves that what we want is not fulfilled. Because mm-hmm. If I would like something, if I want something, so I want it to be fulfilled. If it's not fulfilled, I'm unhappy about that. So just like we would love our desires to be filled. And it's hurtful to us when our desires are not filled. That's how we should relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. And that's Rashi's first pirush. atazav. He brings the Pasuk Mishle. That says, do not ever leave your friend, the friend of your father. Ze'a Baruch So therefore, what Hillel mean, means, al-tavor al So do not transgress anything that Hashem says. Sh'are'alecha sanui she'yavor al us it's painful when our friends disregard our will disregard our desire and that's how we should treat Hashem as well Hashem is our best friend he's asking us to put on tefillin he's asking us to daven he's asking us to be honest to be upright to to put on tzitzes to give tzedakah so whatever he wants we should do just like we would want our desire to be filled as well so that's it's the first been, period of Shavrashi so then, covers everything because all the mitzvahs of Hashem is our responsibility to do for Him. So with that Pirus Rashi really answered the question, because now it makes sense. This is kalat Kula. Everything can be broken down to being Hashem's best friend and recognizing He's my best friend. How do you the words? Which ones? Shari alecha soni. It's hateful unto you. Yeah. That your friends shouldn't listen to you, shouldn't uh, take your desire into account. So, in the same way, we should treat Hashem and take his desires, fill his desires as well. It's a funny way of saying It is it is this Avihah thing to go to Raya to God It's much better direct way of saying to say reference to God Do this is correct so the Amos is well said and you know uh, but uh, you know Rashi uh, we give him deference he's been around a long I time I mean I <laughs> I'm not, not creaking with Rashi but he's right but, but Avram is right and that's exactly where I was going that this tract of Rashi it's, it's wonderful it answers the Kasha but it's not so Pshat in other words everyone always knows that Hillel Sad was talking about loving another person. And Rashi is going getting in a nuance here and he's changing it to Abbas Hashem which does explain why it's called Atarokula but it sort of takes the story out of the realm of the regular way it's always understood that he was talking about Re'acha your friend. As Avram points out he could have said Hashem. Right? So Rashi himself gives another p'shat, and he says Akhir. Acher His first p'shat is not Usually, the first, Rashi, Rabbi, Rabbi says the first shot is the main one. Huh? This is correct, in Rashi, that's true, and we'll see that in a moment. Lashon Acher, the second lashon, the second way of understanding it, Chavi Rechel It really means your friend. Kigain Zela Gneva Niuf Verof Hamitzos. In other words, the second shot says, you know what? Maybe Hill was just talking about another person, uh, regular Avos Yisrael for your friend, and even though he says Zel Kolat Torah, it doesn't mean Kol. It means Rov. There's many, many mitzvahs that if we have true avas Yisrael, if we have a true uh, cure for a fellow, we won't, there's many avayers that we won't do and there's many mitzvahs that we'll do. So it doesn't mean everything. It means rov. It means a tremendous amount of the mitzvahs. And that's what Hillel meant. Making Hillel much more similar to what Rabbi Akiva said. That it's a great klal, a great rule that contains many, many mitzvahs. But again, what's the, what's the, what's the weakness, so to speak, of this pshaw? Because it's not kol, Hillel said kol. No, mm-hmm. So right. really, each pshat has its strength and weakness. I'm, I'm sorry. Hashem wants your better adam l'chaderei more than He wants your better adam l'makpi. Okay, mm-hmm. That that's, that's true as well. That's, 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 that's following yeah. His words also. That's the same in other words, Hashem is more makpi. On Ben al in many instances, the Ben al Makam, we find as many examples of that. Most famously, when it comes to Yom Kippur, that Shubha is not going to help for Ben Adam al Makam, right? Ben Adam al The point is, Rashi has two pshatim in here. Again, the, there's a problem. The problem is, Hillel said, the entire Torah is, obviously, is, is loving your fellow. And the question is, it was seen that there's mitzvahs that have nothing to do with that. And we have here, again, two approaches. Approach A is that it doesn't mean loving another person, it's loving Hashem. Hashem is our best friend. Okay, then it's everything. Okay, but then it's not about obviously Yisrael. It's not about your friend. And, or we say, you know, it doesn't mean everything, everything, but it means many, many, or the majority. And that's what he meant. These are the two uh, term, the yeah. two interpretations that Rashi offers. I think it's a too, that. that you have to look the context. Look at the context. Hello, speaking to a Goy. he can say that, you know, he's got, a, he's got a moment to do something. So it's not like, midiuk. You know, okay. Like, okay, that's fine. What I want to discuss with you here is that, Kabbalistically, and coming from a more of a esoteric way of understanding, there's an additional pshat here. And one that's actually going to treat it according to the pshat, that it means your friend, and it means the entire Torah mamash. So in other words, we're going, to, we're going to find a third approach, and that comes from a more Kabbalistic approach. And the basic idea is the following. We'll see some some uh, sources here, but I want to give the basic idea. With one quick, um, uh, by uh, prefacing one idea. What does the Pusik say? in this week's parsha, V'yahavta kamocha, you shall love another person like you love yourself. What does that mean? You could have said, you know, love every fellow. The Torah is telling us something, we're saying, how much should you love every person? It's giving like a sheer, like how much love is, should I be loving another? Yit kamocha as much as you love yourself. How much do I love myself? What, what, what message is the Torah telling us when it's equating the love, like a, a lot, tremendous amount what's what's the what's unique about the way we love ourselves so one of the answers is that we love ourselves unconditionally which means we don't love ourselves because because I'm wise because I'm good because I'm wealthy because I'm handsome because I'm charitable because we don't love ourselves because of any of those reasons why do we love ourselves because because I'm me It's human nature. In fact, it's not even just human nature. It's the nature of every living being. It's the nature of animals too. It's a basic nature that we have, that we love ourselves for no reason. We don't have to convince ourselves. We're not, you know, today I, I learned a lot of Torah. I love myself. You know, <laughs> today I made a lot of money. I love myself. No, I love myself whether I have a lot or a little or am good or a bad. Our love is not based on any of that because it's unconditional. And really what the Torah is telling us is that that's how we have to love another person also. No, that I don't love a person because he's a tzaddik or because he's a rusher. I'm sorry, because he's, he's kind, because he's good, because he's generous. I love them like I love myself, which is unconditional. Like a child. Right? There is a, there's a beautiful story. The, I think I've told you in the past about the Magid of Mezritch. Right? The Mezritch or Magid of Dovber, he was the disciple of the Balshamtaf. And um, he was after Balshamtaf passed away, he was the Hasidic master. Period. He was the Rebbe of all the Rebbe's. And um, he had a number of great students who were tremendous in themselves. For example, the Tanya, Reb Shneur Zalman of was a disciple of his. Together with many other ladies, and of and all the great names in Hasidism were his disciples so he was old, uh, old and, and not well and the uh, disciples had a rotation there was always someone who would be in the next room to help him in case he needed something he was, I don't think he was married at the, his, his wife had passed away already and he was on his own and, and he had his disciples with him. so one night in the middle of the night his disciple Rabbi Malach of Luzensk he wrote the famous say for him Rabbi he was in the next door and he's, he's sitting there learning and suddenly here's the middle of the night Melach, Malach the Maggid is calling him he runs yes Rabbi what can I do for you so the rabbi says, Did you hear what they just announced, the angels in the sift of the Deraqiyah, in the heavenly uh, halls of learning? Amr al-Mal says, oh, Must have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's with me, but I, I didn't hear. He said, They just announced that the truest Avas Yisrael means to love a Rasha Gomor with the same love one would have for a Sadiq Gomor. <laughs> That's what he said. He says, In heaven, they just announced that the truest form of Avas Yisrael is that it makes no difference. Why? Because it's unconditional. If it's conditional, so if you're a bigger sadik, I love you more. But if it's unconditional, we don't love, I don't love myself more because I do more mitzvahs. That's what he said. So real ava means I love another yid unconditioned. Now here comes the question, that's a wonderful idea, but how can you do it? Doesn't seem to make any sense. Why doesn't it make any sense? (laughs) Let me explain. Why do we love ourselves unconditionally? Because we're born that way. Naturally, we're born loving ourselves. When you want to tell me, okay, let's start loving that person. Why? You got to give me a reason. That reason is a condition. No, love without reason. Love because they're good. No, no, no good. Don't tell me reasons. So why should I love them? What do I use to create the love? I say, well, love him because he has a neshama. Do I love myself because I have a neshama? No. Love him because he's Jewish. I don't love myself because I'm Jewish. I don't love myself because I have a neshama. I love myself because I'm myself. That's it. So how do you start loving someone else? kamocha? I'm sorry for elaborating, but the question is, how does this work, the ava kamocha? And the answer is one answer. The answer is because the MS is that me and the other person are kamocha. We are really one. Why? Because our neshama is essentially one. It's one big neshama of Klal Yisroel that gets split up into different bodies. But essentially, we are one. We come from total oneness. So what does Avat Yisrael really mean? Avat To live on a neshama level, not on a guf level, not on a body level. The more spiritual we are, the more we're really one. The more physical we are, the more our life is about our kashmahs, our, our guf, our bodies, and our physicality. That's what separates us. But the more we're focused in on our, holy, on our spirituality and our soul, on a soul level, we are one. So we don't have to create oneness. We are one, we just have to find the oneness that is already there. And that's the essence of Ava Shisro from, from an esoteric approach. That it's not as if, let me like that person because they're nice or because they're good, because they're holy, because... That's, that's all very elementary. Real obviously, Yisrael means finding and recognizing and realizing and appreciating and starting to feel that we are one. And what divides us is, is hands and feet, is fingers and toes, is the, the, the body. But essentially, on a soul level, we're one. And who says this? The Ariza. The Arizal, the famous mukul the Ariza writes this, and that's the next quote on the page. And he writes this, on this week's parsha, Taimei ha-Mitzvah's kedoshim loha Ariza. The Rizal lives in Sfas, right? Some 500 years ago. Who writes all of the Rizal's teachings? His disciple. His foremost disciple, Rabbi Chaim Vital. Rabbi Chaim Vital is the scribe of the Rizal, And he's writing the following words. He writes, Ki yisrael guf echad, nishmas Adam harishon, When Hashem blew into Adam harishon's nostrils on his Shama, where does it say in the past okay. he blew the neshama to Adam. That neshama, that breath of Hashem contained every neshama of every Jew ever. Hmm. It was all in Adam Arisha. And that was one neshama. And that and that nishama spread in Adam's body. And each part each of us comes from somewhere there, somewhere part of Adam Arisha. He heard says, I was just wondering which part of his body I got <laughs> <laughs> okay for, for, uh, there's an extra fee and I reveal that after the year. but who <laughs> <laughs> every Jew is a, is one individual limb one part of the body umarvu <laughs> we know there's an interesting halacha which is everyone is responsible for everyone else's mitzvah and by the way, that's real halacha it's not just like, you know, a nice thing you know, it's nice to help out another person halachically, that's the reason why I can make a bracha for someone else what's the reason I can make a bracha you say amen in your your why? why am I not saying Hashem's name in vain? the answer is it's a halacha why? Why am I so responsible? Why do I carry the Arivas of your mitzvah? Because you and I are essentially one being, according to the, according to the Emmas. The and then he adds something beautiful. He says, he says, you think about great Sadiqim. Think about the arizal. The arizal is known as one of the most perfect Sadiqim of all time. And yet, in davening, he's saying, i arizal did all those sins. What? when right <laughs> so he says <laughs> that's why my teacher blessed man my master the Arizal, would say all the confessions <laughs> when he was saying it he wasn't in his mind it wasn't about me or you or him right. <laughs> he saw himself as one with every other and he said <laughs> okay your hand did it my hand did it it's one he managed felt that way. So he said, Vitali with a full heart, I this sin was done by me. Maybe through his hands. <laughs> correct, correct. correct. <laughs> it's interesting, I have in the next line, I didn't say thing. in the parenthesis. You think talk, think about the word Ariv. Ariv means a guarantor. But Ariv also has other meanings. Like Ariv means to be mixed in together. Right? Lis lis Ariv, Taruvos, right? Why are we guarantors for each other? Because all our neshamas are mixed in together. The two pirushim of the word arev work together. We are guarantors because we are one. And there's a third pirush to arev, which is sweetness. Right? Arevus, mesikus, adovar arev, something sweet. Because the sweetness, the beauty of Tal Yisrael is our oneness. And that is the, again, from the esoteric level, what's going on when it says in the Torah, we have to love someone else like you love yourself. It's not just a like, it's because that's the emes. The emes is that we are one big neshama divided in a bunch of bodies. And the more we're able to live on our neshama level, the more we're able to actually experience that. And that's why typically, who had the most obvious Yisrael always? The, The more spiritual a person is, the greater a tzaddik is. It has more Israel because they're more in touch with the neshama, and therefore they're more they feel that oneness with every other yid. Says the Alter Rebbe in Tanya. If so, now I'll explain to you what Hillel said. What did Hillel say? Israel well, was kala Torah But we asked, well, it's not everything, right? We had the two pirushim of Rashi. He says, no. What's the essence of every word in Torah? To be more spiritual. To be more neshama, more in touch with our neshama, more about the spiritual, less about the physical. Shabbos is about the mitzvah, about being more spiritual and physical. Kashrus is about being more spiritual and physical. Every mitzvah is about that. Which mitzvah more than any other forces us to be operating on a neshama level, on a spirit level, not on a physical level, that's Abbas Yisrael. Kamoha. We can only find the kamoha by focusing in our on our on our neshama, on our soul, and thereby, thereby recognizing and feeling that we're one with every yid, and that's what Hillel said. He said, "If you get this mitzvah down straight, you're good with all the mitzvahs, because Shabbos is also about neshama over guf, soul over you know soul over matter, spirit over the physical. All of Torah is this is that." And therefore, Abbas Yisroel, which is this mitzvah of Kamoha, finding the neshama, is the essence of every mitzvah in the Torah. And that's what he says in the following quote. Tanya Likuti Amarim Perich Lambeis in chapter 32. This is a quote from the middle of the chapter. He says, sha-amar hilal Hazaki That's why Hilal Hazaki and Hilal the Elder said concerning the, for, the fulfillment of this mitzvah, kol kula pirusha. This is the entire Torah and the rest is merely a commentary. Why? And he says, <laughs> The foundation and the root of everything in the Torah is <laughs> that a person strives through their lifetime to raise up and to elevate their nefesh, their spirit, their soul over their body, mila higher and higher. Until the root and source of all worlds, until Hashem Himself. So all of Torah is a pursuit of becoming more spiritual, of becoming more godly, of connecting to the spirit over the physical, over the matter. And that's how it's The mitzvah of Kameicha is finding the soulfulness within ourselves, which on that level, we're able to connect and recognize that we're one with every other yid. And we're able to like, look, not look at the chitsani, it's the externals look at externals, oh that person is this, that person is this, but when we start operating on a, a level of soulfulness, living with our soul, then we're able to recognize and ultimately even begin feeling that oneness that we have with all the other. Day. That's how he explains Hilal Hazakim. So this becomes like a, another approach, and on top of the two approaches that Rashi gave us, from a more Rashi gave us on a more you know, simple level, you know, it's, or Rove. But here we're learning that Abbas Yisrael really is all about finding the neshama within ourselves. And if that's what Abbas Yisrael is about, then that's really what all of Torah Mitzvahs is about. That's one point. We have a few minutes. Let's just go on another point. He says there's another reason why Abbas Yisrael is so central to all of Torah Mitzvahs. He says because really, what are we trying to do? With all the Torah and all the Mitzvahs that we do, we're drawing godliness down into this world. right? Making this world a holy place, a godly place. How do we draw Hashem into this world? We're drawing him into ourselves, right? And through ourselves, through our mitzvahs, through our Torah, through our deeds, through our maishim toivim, into our homes, into our families, into our workplace, and we bring Hashem into the whole world until when Mashiach comes, and that, that spirit of godliness will be everywhere. But we're drawing godliness down. How can we be a proper vessel for Hashem to be drawn down into? When we are ba'achdus, when we're one with each other. Because being that we are essentially one, as we just learned from the Ariza. So when we disconnect from another yid, what are we essentially doing? We're making ourselves a Baal Mum. If we understand that we're essentially one, and then, but we disconnect. Now, nah, I don't like this person, I don't talk to that person, I'm angry at that person. What am I really doing? It's like if I'm one person and uh, the rest of me doesn't uh, deal with my hand. My hand is on its own. I don't deal with this. this hand I don't like. I oh, don't get along with this hand but I'm a good person aside from that I take care of my whole body that hand I don't take care of it I don't go to the doctor for it I don't take it with me to the shower that hand is separate so what am I? I'm a balmul. because I'm only a, a, a full healthy person if every part of me is part of the picture if one part is cut off I'm a balmul. I'm, I'm, I'm a blemished person Qasbashom if a person missing a finger or if a person doesn't have control over it and therefore when are we a proper vessel for the shekhinah, for the divine, the divinity of Hashem to come into us when we say, yes, I'm with every yid, I love every yid, I'm part of every yid, every yid is part of me. I make myself a keli, a vessel for Hashem. Hashem only rests in a place of wholesomeness. Right? We find in the Torah a lot of mitzvahs. You can't bring a balmum to the base of Mikdash for an animal, a koyim. Right? Because Hashem is perfection what are you doing in the beginning in the beginning Hashem is perfection Hashem and, and a keili a vessel for Hashem has to, be, has to be a healthy place a wholesome place and in order to create a wholesome place we have to be ba'achtus amongst each other then we're full then we're one healthy entity we say in Daviding in Sim Shalom barchenu avinu kulanu keachad we want to be a, we want to be a vessel for Hashem's bracha it has to be kulanu keachad because if it's not kulanu keachad <speaking in Hebrew> we're half a person or a third of a person, or two-thirds of a person, or 90% of a person, we're not healthy. We have to create a vessel for Hashem. And that's what he says in the next paragraph, and this is also from Tanya. He says, Our whole, everything we're trying to do is draw Hashem down into into the community of the Jewish people and through them to the world. as we'll explain later, that Hashem rests within the source of all Jewish people. The oneness of Hashem together rests in the oneness of the Jewish people. Not when there is separateness and divisiveness amongst nashamos. Hashem does not rest in a blemished area. In order to be a proper vessel for Hashem, we have to be healthy. And healthy is when we're together because only then are we wholesome. As we say in the davening, we ask, for Hashem's bracha, we ask for Hashem's blessing and plenty because because one, and then we're a vessel for Hashem to shine Himself into us and onto us, as written elsewhere by Richos. Um, if we have one more minute, I'll just say the last line. It's interesting. I don't want to miss my. I don't okay, so we'll stop We'll get that. another I know, these guys are fine. an outstanding To be